0: Look, I'm not about to advocate for Alex Nadelkovich to be the new number one goaltender, but I'm very, very much in favor of a genuine push in that regard. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also happen to offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates, you might have heard penguins two hurricanes one via shootout Sidney crosby scoring the lone goal for the home team in regulation and then scoring the lone goal of either team in the shootout that's going to get you number one star oh 87 times out of 88 and deservingly so but nadelkovich Starting his second game in a row, that's the first time that's happened since he's been here, stopped 23 out of 24 shots to make sure that the game got that far. Now, for the fullest and fairest context, he wasn't necessarily forced to be great. Carolina has a tendency, as I'm sure you know, to just fire the puck from everywhere And from there, they try to take advantage of the havoc or the tips and the rebounds. They've been playing the same style of hockey through multiple head coaches over multiple years. It's just who they are. But not every goaltender can handle it. In fact, when it comes to the Penguins, no goaltender's been able to handle it for quite some time because they'd had a five-game losing streak to Carolina, 03 and 2, to be specific, in which they'd scored only 10 goals and really weren't even competitive in most of those games. The Hurricanes would just come at you, swarm you, put 40, 45 shots up, the game's over, your head's still spinning, and you're skating off the rink going, What the heck was that? Well, give Mike Sullivan some credit for a guy who is known, and I think fairly so, this is a fair criticism of him for being. Really inflexible on a lot of fronts. He stepped out of it a little bit here, out of that box. Because the truth is, Tristan Jari hasn't played badly. I mean, the Toronto game was a Toronto game for everybody. 13 odd man breaks, you can pretty much throw that one right out. So he had to make a decision here. Hey, who's the best guy to win this game for me? Who is the best guy to set the tone that I want against this particular opponent? That was going to involve two different elements, I believe. One was that the Penguins were going to have to defend as if they were legitimately humbled by that team, by the Hurricanes. And they have been for a while. I think I mentioned to you guys, oh, it was about a month or so ago, that... Even a passing reference to how often the Hurricanes and or Devils have beaten the Penguins lately gets you a pretty nasty look in that locker room, including from some of the main guys. They don't like to hear it. It really bothers them because here are these young, fast teams. And, you know, when you're a professional athlete who's accomplished a lot, you got some pride. You don't want to hear about how somebody's flying around squirt bugging you and making you look bad so they had to defend and they did defend they defended hard they defended consistently and they defended through all four forward lines and all three defensive pairings this was what Sullivan had to say about that afterward we didn't give up any sort of dangerous odd-man rushes, two-on-ones, things of that nature. Uh, I thought we had numbers back for a lot of the night. You know, I thought in the second period we had a, we had a few shifts where we had some extended time in our defensive zone. But other than that, I thought, uh, you know, I thought we were, we were somewhat patient with our puck possession and, and, and just willing to play a north-south game. And I think that's, that's an important aspect of playing against a team like Carolina that defends the way they do. But even all that defending is still going to require somebody at the back end, somebody making that save and stopping the final step of that process. That was Nedeljkovic. And a big part of the reason that he was able to succeed the way he did last night is that, I mean, he played with those guys. He knows their style he knows who they are individually, but he also knows who they are collectively and what they try to achieve. And he was not going to have his head spinning over it. Instead, this was his reaction after the game. It's fun. It's fun playing those guys. They're a good team. They play hard. They put a lot of bucks on that. They don't make it easy on you. They're a hardworking team. and I thought we did a great job matching their intensity. Dude had fun. My fellow Serb enjoying the warfare. I love it. I love it. And the the credit here, of course, goes to the players. The players are the ones that went out there and got it done. I just like to see, in general, and I don't know if it's coming from you know, somewhere else on the coaching staff or Sullivan himself or even Kyle Dubas over his head. I don't care where it's coming from. I care that it's happening. I care that you're seeing different players get opportunities where it wasn't the case even as recently as this past spring. I care that you're seeing different approaches taken, different strategies taken, a different mindset... Toward how you deal with players who perceive themselves as being above change. And yeah, I'm kind of partially talking about Jari there. Because when you sign a contract like the one that Jari signed this past offseason, you're going to be justified in feeling like you're the guy. It's your net. You know, there will be a backup or two. And if Nadelkovich has a great game, that's awesome for me. It gives me a break. If Magnus Helberg comes up and shuts out the Kings in Los Angeles, so much the better. But I'm, I'm still that guy. But it's totally different when you watch the backup get a couple games in a row, even when you've played relatively well. The Penguins have the number two goaltending tandem in the National Hockey League, if you go by save percentage. And between these two guys, Nedeljkovic has been just a hair better than Jari, although Jari's seen more action. Sullivan from even a year ago just leaves that alone doesn't touch it just says Jari's our guy Jari's our guy and there were times I remember when Casey DeSmith would get a run but it was only when Jari was really struggling that's not what this was that's not at all what this was when we come back J1Q Today's J1Q comes from Doug, who says, DK, regardless of how well the Penguins played against the Hurricanes, what do they need to do on a consistent basis to have success against that team and the Devils, considering the makeup of the Penguins as they are now? Doug, I would lump in a couple other teams, and not all of them are equally threatening, so hear me out. I've mentioned the Hurricanes and the Devils, as you just did. I would also throw into that group the Maple Leafs. Really bad matchup for the Penguins, for the same reason. The Penguins can smoke the Maple Leafs, but they've got to play the game the right way. And I'm not even just saying that in the Sullivan cliched sense. I'll explain why in a moment. Another team I'd throw into it, the Senators. The Senators aren't as deep up front as those other teams, but they have just enough... Tim Stutzla's to throw you off your game. They have just enough of those kids to do that. The Sabres who scored nine goals against the Maple Leafs last night are also capable of that, but the Sabres, for some insane reason, they just, they lose their minds when they see the Penguins. They just think they can just go for a free skate and things will just magically happen for them. The Sabres been doing that since Lindy Ruff was there. Not sure why. Why? Not sure what it is in their system, but they just go haywire when facing the Penguins. And I suppose we could see a time in the near future where the Blue Jackets would become that team. They are the NHL's youngest team, and they do have uh, some guys, kids, who are already starting to step up. But wow, you want to talk about a franchise that loses its collective gourd whenever they're facing the Penguins. Man, I mean, that, that goes from the front office on down in Columbus. What I've liked about the Penguins' approach when they've been at their absolute strongest this season is when they look across the rink in warm-ups and say, wow, that team can hurt us. At the moment, the Penguins only seem to do that when that opponent is an older one. Like, for example, the Kings. They see the Kings and they... See, all right. Well, they've got these younger guys who are, are talented and everything, but you're still looking at Andre Kopitar and Drew Dowdy over there. So you have this sense of, wow, they're, they're, there's, there's somebody that can hurt us. The Rangers are another one. Actually, the Rangers are probably the best example in the entire conference. Because even if the Rangers will get some kind of good performance from one of their younger guys, whether it's up front or Adam Fox on the back end, the players that they're always thinking have the best chance to do damage are the players who do the damage. It's Chris Kreider. It's Mika Zibanejad. And so they will defend. It feels to me, and I apologize in advance if all of this sounds too abstract for you, but this is just a thought that I'm sharing. It feels to me like the Penguins will look at one of these kitty teams and say, you know what, I'm going to show that 21-year-old over there that I can skate just like him, and I can do this and that just like those kids do together. And That's how the Maple Leafs get 13 odd man rushes and score seven goals, and you end up with zero. That's how you lose five in a row to the Hurricanes. That's how you lose a bunch to the Devils. As such, I see... That game that the Penguins played last night, even if they had lost it in overtime or the shootout and had blown the extra point and would have still had annoying people like me in the locker room asking them what it's like to just keep losing to the Hurricanes. I love the way they competed together and stayed humble. They looked at Andrei Sveshnikov. They looked at Teravainen, and said, you know what? These guys can hurt us. They're younger. They're doing some stuff at warp speed that really, especially with the Hurricanes' top line, they do it so quickly that it's it's difficult to even compare to other great lines in the NHL, that they stayed within themselves, the Penguins did. They competed within themselves. They were patient. They didn't panic when giving up a fluky goal after Sid had gotten the first one. And I like that. I like that a lot. That is a formula for beating Carolina, New Jersey, Buffalo, Ottawa, Columbus. You know who else I should have thrown in? It would have been Detroit. That's just because I'm so used to ignoring the Red Wings' very existence. But the Red Wings are starting to become a team like that as well. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Penguins. And I want to take this opportunity to wish all of you A Merry Christmas, and I mean that. It's the most beautiful time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year. My kids are home. Everything about Christmas makes me think of family first, but hockey second. You're going to have to take my word for that, going back to childhood. And I think a lot of you who would listen to this particular program on a regular basis will know exactly what I'm talking about having grown up in the city of Pittsburgh. This show will be back on Tuesday.